0: Hello listeners, hello world, and welcome to another episode of the Two Kooks Podcast. Bennett, have I got you there live from Japan?
1: You certainly do, live on a very gloomy day. It's raining, a bit miserable in all respects, and I've already made the fatal error of going outside to get a coffee without an umbrella, so that's a great start to the morning. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah.
0: What's on, the, what's on the front page of the paper over in Japan at the moment? What's sort of making news over there?
1: Well, right now it's the abdication of the throne, you would say. So we're getting out of the Heisei era and going into the new era, which I can't remember which is. So that, in simple terms, is the emperor uh, has decided to leave his place and his son is taking over from tomorrow.
0: Because that just gets passed down in the family, correct?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah.
0: And are they? Do they have full control over like? Because you got a prime minister as well, right?
1: Yeah. So they they have no control. They're just uh, oh, there's there's a word for it, but they just uh, like they've got queen, no. Like the queen is. Yeah, pretty much. But I think they've got less of a power than what the queen has. I think that I think that English royal family still has a certain. Control, okay. but here's he nothing. It's just a just like a a bit of a show. But the the people love the royal family. Um, so it's a bit of a shame that the weather's so bad. And it looks like it's going to be bad for a few days because I'm assuming there were going to be quite the celebrations going on.
0: Ah, uh, because of this tra- uh this changeover. Yeah, like yeah, it this- would only happen
1: very rarely, wouldn't it? Yeah. So this is. 30 odd years or something. Wow. Um, so it's interesting. I've been doing a little bit of reading up on it and the new emperor that's coming in is in his late 50s, but seems to be quite like well versed. He's studied overseas, went to Oxford. Um, he's a bit more of a, I guess, a worldly person. Um, mm-hmm. coming out of the old emperor that was still hanging on to the... Um, I guess he grew up in the midst of World War Two.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's a complete change. And I think it's going to be um, quite exciting to see what kind of hype this brings. And at the moment, it's 10 days holiday over here for Golden oh Week. Gosh,
0: that is
1: epic. Yeah, which is... An interesting thing that we would say, oh, that's epic. A lot of people here are going, oh, 10 days is too long. Oh, it is long. Yeah. Well, what do people do? Well, that's the thing. The The price of everything goes through the roof. So the mm. price, price of travel. If you want to go on holidays, you've got to be rich. Mm. Uh, Say flying to Australia, for example, where you could normally get a flight for a thousand bucks return, it's probably three thousand, three and a half thousand, just because this no one gets the time like this um, in a normal year. So it's just supply and demand.
0: Mm. So it's Naruhito, Naru Naruhito, yeah. yeah. and Princess Masako. Yeah. Yeah, they look like a cool little family, eh, with a little Princess Aiko. Got yes. a yeah.
1: So I think she, she'd she be in her early 20s now. She's 18 now. Oh, okay. no, no,
0: she would be in her early 20s. I'm just looking at a picture. She looks probably like she's one or two. Um, similar haircut to my youngest daughter. Yeah. And, yeah,
1: I'm just reading up on it a bit. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah well, we don't have it in Australia, so it's kind of a... It's cool just to to see what's going on. Um, yeah, it's interesting with the with the royal family because there's still the scandals over here with them uh, apparently so the daughter, the princess um, is engaged to a commoner and he the scandal came out that his mother was in debt or something and then he got shipped off to the states to go to uni while they sorted out and yeah so it's still. It's still, uh, I don't know, it's still kind of got that British theme to it. Like there's still the scandal that goes on where it doesn't, nothing gets, uh, you know, left alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So uh, Akito is the first Japanese emperor to uh, abdicate in more than 200 years. Does that mean step aside?
1: Correct. Mm,
0: that's interesting.
1: Yeah, so he's he's been in his, I think, late 80s. So he's going to go on, okay, I can't do this. Because they go and just tour. They go and open things. They go and do all that. And he just feels that he can't do it justice. So, yeah, he's giving it to his son while his son's still fit and healthy and somewhat young.
0: Nice. Uh, Yeah, with Japan, it's so rich in history and culture it's one of those things that i wonder how long i could like how long that'd keep me enthused Mm. with being over there like because it does like when i'm when you're there and when you it is so interesting and i wonder whether like the the people uh, appreciate that Uh, you know because you come to a country like australia and we just our culture is so weird um there's no real other word of it. It's it's hard to explain the Australian culture and um, history, but we don't have anything like this that's so old and, um,
1: yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Don't, yeah, don't get me wrong. There's there's some not great history in the past, like any mm. country. Um, there's you know the same things that I guess in Australian history books that we get taught when we're young, it's very similar here, where a lot of things are are left out and, you know, paint a little, really pretty picture and you get to an age and you go, oh, okay, that didn't happen. Oh, that's a lie. So there's still a lot of that that goes on. Um, Yeah. An interesting one for you, I I just listened to a super long podcast. Um, So two four-hour podcasts with Dan Carlin. Oh, Have you yeah. ever heard of Dan Cohen? So doing the supernova oh, in the yeah. East. Yeah. So all about Japan and the military history. Really, really interesting. Listen to, for the last few hundred years, it's not going back too far, but probably the last 300 years, mm. giving some insight into what's actually gone on, how how Japan has done what they've done and how they've become what they are. So it's, Yeah. Definitely a fascinating listen if anyone's into their history, which I've started to become fascinated with.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's definitely interesting. Mm. People should check that
1: out. Yeah. Uh, and what, what about you? What's what's news in your world?
0: Oh, look, the big uh, prime minister uh, prime minister debate uh, last night oh, between Bill me. Shorten and Scott Morrison. I just Listeners that listen to the uh, Brass Monkey podcast with Soz and I um, would know that uh, we're super disenchanted by this whole, just this whole government we've got in Australia at the moment. And just looking at these two sort of pasty uh, middle-aged to old white men up there discussing our country's future, Just makes me think how backwards and how behind the times we are in Australia. And they both give me nothing and I'm not interested in either of them. Um, About to do a megapod on a few of the other political parties. Uh, Yeah,
1: I've been been having a listen to to you guys and trying to, because I'm so far away from what's going on with Australian politics and I guess I'm trying not to be too involved because it has no direct effect on me at the moment while I'm living over here. Uh, yeah. But in- interesting times and it kind of goes back to, to my thinking. There's like a, especially in Australia and I guess in most of the world, I, I guess changing a little bit in, in your Europe and in North America, but in Australia it's still a very weird individual that goes into politics. Oh, definitely. And then, it, and then it becomes, and, and I I hope this doesn't come off the wrong way, but it, it's people that I don't know necessarily think that they were very popular in high school, then they come out, they start getting this bit of power and then the power just goes, put just gets, and they just lose sight of what is actually going on in the world. They're just so bubbled and you can only go back to what's happened in Australian politics for the last... 15 years, 20 years with infighting, it's just crazy. There's no stability.
0: There's no stability and you're right. its I've been talking inks about it actually lately just to sort of get my head under around like why people support, you know, the Liberal or Labor or whatever else. And a lot of it's the older generation. They believe that things like mining and uh, – things like that are keeping our country afloat and they got got brought up in a time when they, they got fed so much propaganda that they believe we have to have these industries to keep our country afloat. But when you're paying 30 40% tax, um, that's usually what's keeping your country afloat, not the mining industry and these big companies dodging um, paying taxes and things like that. So uh, there's a lot happening I think the younger generation are pretty onto to it, to be honest. Um, I mean, younger than our generation, you know, like the kids coming out of high school, I reckon, I feel like they, uh, they've wised up to this whole Labor and Liberal bullshit and I think they're looking for alternatives.
1: I, yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. Like, I, I think going, going to when we were able to start voting, there was a bit more of a clear um, separation between Labor and Liberal. So when it was looking after the labour force and then it was small business, so that's where you kind of, I guess, as our parents were looking at, what's what's supporting them? Have you got your parents in small business? Okay, they're looking at the benefits of, of the Liberal Party and then are you in the labour force? That's what's benefiting the worker. But now it's... Middle class, it's upper smart. class.
0: Yeah, yeah. They all had sort of more clear divine uh, agendas, I
1: guess. yeah. But now it's just, I was listening to what you guys were talking about the other day with the winners and losers. I was listening to them last night when I was on the train. And, like, is that just the biggest crock of shit you've ever heard? It
0: is. It is such a crock of shit. But I speak to a couple of older people. I don't want to mention any names. Um, But... There is this sentiment around alternatives outside of the Labor and Liberal Party. They're so stuck, and you would know this. It's like Democrat or Republican. Like people are these these older generations are so hell bent on you being one side of or another on that fence. Yeah, that they won't even look to the Greens or you know uh, whatever other parties in Australia. They won't even go and have a have a gander at what's out there. So. That's my biggest takeaway from all this is that people still think that the Greens are dumb hippies that are, um, you know, fighting to save a tree out the back of Nimbin. (laughs) Yeah. But the youth understands that they have looked at their policies or they've looked at these other parties' policies. I'm not saying I'm supporting the Greens or whatever, but they've looked at these other people and they're saying, oh, you know what? Fuck these people that I can't relate to in politics right now. I'm going to vote for someone that I'm actually interested in. So, yeah, there's so much to it. So yeah, much but, to it. But
1: but I still think even with the the other parties, we we still don't have a lot to to choose from. There's there's not, and I don't know, but there's not anyone. It's like okay, we've got you got two evils with the Labor and Liberals but then you've just got lesser of evils. I don't know if there's anyone standing up that's going to actually you know what what are some of the other parties you've got one nation you've got all these other yeah, which, parties that don't that don't offer any uh, better alternative.
0: I'm going to put this out there if you're listening to one nation turn off the pod now. If you're following one nation turn off the pod. Yeah. Um I'm not I can't even muddy the waters with how stupidly fucked up that party is. But so you've heard about- How many people
1: are following him?
0: Have you heard about the guy that with the strip club? In the strip club?
1: Oh, I saw that on the- Where was that? Someone from the States, the senator. Yeah. Yeah, he's an Australian guy. So he's Australian. Um, yeah, overnight, the
0: Australian guy, he's been caught, like, fully doing dirty shit in a strip club, which pretty much every business person, um, uh, I'm not- I'm not going to say whether that's right or wrong, the fact that he was in the strip <laughs> club or not. Yeah. Um, but uh, just the stupidity of being with someone with a camera in there, like, and the deals with the NRA um, and the fact that Pauline Hansen hates immigration, yet she's allowing the um, largest Indian mining company, Adani, to come in and fuck with our country. Um, they're hypocritical. They're stupid. Uh, but... There is racist people in Australia, yeah. everywhere, and our country is full of bigoted racists yeah. um, who are who are about. And I, you know, I've got to say, I feel like it's our mum and dad's generation. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, interestingly enough, and I didn't know it at the time, but I actually played golf with someone that was affiliated, that was actually, I think it was in the last elections. Was a candidate for One Nation, and I have didn't I, have know. Played it. with him too. No, you haven't. Same guy. No, no different person. But oh, it yeah. was very, very interesting because I, I knew nothing then, and then I saw it come out later, and I was like, okay, shit, I didn't know that. I wouldn't have probably wouldn't have played with him knowing that. Thinking's going on.
0: No, I, but and, then, but
1: just just goes to show that there's they're around.
0: They're around and then you've got this Clive Palmer who's a billionaire who didn't pay any of his workers in um, in Townsville and he's pretending to be Trump. <laughs> he's pretend, literally pretending yeah, no. to be Trump. He's saying, oh, all the polls are fake, which the polls are probably fake. He's just spilling bullshit and people are going to vote for him. I just hope that those sort of parties don't get uh too much love so we've actually got a crazy pod we're doing this week we've got the leader uh a representative from the Flux party okay cool that online thing we've got them coming on um and we've got a couple of other um political uh parties that we're going to come on that are outside of the main one so Flux is It says, I'm just bringing up the wiki, I've been reading into it, but Fox is a political movement which aims to replace the world's elected uh, legislatures, I can't pronounce that, with a new system known as issue-based direct democracy. So basically where you as a person get to vote on issues as they come up. So for instance, saying potentially someone's going to, the government are going to agree to a massive coal mine or a massive um, oil uh, refinery in the Great Bight of Australia or we can vote on that as it comes up so you can actually gauge the the um, political set sentiment of the people, like, in real time. Mm-hmm. So we're doing them. I'm, I'm, I'm open to anyone. Um, my wife, I oh, don't know how much I should say, <laughs> but um, she's a bit of a swing voter. Like, she, out of anyone I've ever met, She was sort of voting for whoever she feels for before I think a lot of people were doing it, which I think all anyone who votes for anything, you should never just be on one side of the fence, you
1: know? Not at all. You should definitely leave your your options open and and look at what's merit-based, and that's how it should be, not going, okay, predetermined I'm going to vote this way because that's how my parents voted and their parents voted.
0: Exactly, like I, I was like that. I was 100% liberal. I was
1: exact. I was, I was the other way. I was 100% liberal when I was, when I was younger.
0: Yeah, and you just realise, you're like, oh my God, I was super naive to actually how this shit
1: works. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, we're going to, I've never really gone this hard and this deep on election sentiment and the process of the election. So I've yeah. actually never put so much time into understanding how this all works. So, yeah, it's interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested about that Flux one. I've heard you guys talk about it before and the idea for me is amazing. I, I just don't know that if we're ready for something like that.
0: Same here. And I don't know if it can be corrupted.
1: That's what I mean. Like you, you start getting okay if you're... It becomes all right. Something else gets put in some stupid idea, and people aren't thinking and going, "Yep, we're doing that." Oh shit! What did we just unleash? Because the-
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm exactly in the same sentiment, and I can't wait to speak to them and ask them about um, all of this shit. Like it's, mm,
1: it kind of you kind of,
0: wonder, like it's invented the. The software is invented by um, a startup company by Nathan Spataro and Max K, which is basically um,
1: they're the leader and deputy leader of the party. So that yeah. worries me a little bit. For, for some reason, you know, like, I'm not one of those persons that can remember the exact plots of like shows or something. It just reminds me of something that would happen on The Simpsons where it gets in and then you get your monorail. <laughs> For some reason, yeah, everything, yeah, without thinking. Mm. That's the only thing that. Yeah, I well, mean,
0: who who owns the problem? Is I guess the party owns it, but I i worry that these two guys own the software. That concerns me a bit. But um, oh, you,
1: you've got some good questions to ask.
0: Oh, mate, I've got pages of questions. I'm yeah. I was reading up on it before I went to bed last night and just trying to get my head around it. I'm really interested. I mean, we've gone full politics heavy. I'm really interested in the Greens for a lot of reasons coming into this election. I think we're going to see a massive swing towards the Greens. Okay. A big thing I just want to say about climate change, whether you believe it or not, um, you agree that fucking the earth isn't a good thing. Correct. Right? Like whether you believe we're global warming or whatever else, that's cool. But fucking the Barrier Reef and killing all the fish or all that from like leaking oil or, you know, whatever else, which we are doing, um, that's not a good thing. Like not recycling is not a good thing. Yeah,
1: single-use s- single plastics, not a good thing yeah if like it, if it brings I don't care if you believe
0: something. in global warming or not, fucking the earth with mining and you know just eating too much meat, single use but all that but they're not good, so why don't you support trying to minimize that shit like what's your what's your argument
1: uh, and I completely agree with you 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 just got to look at it, okay, and you, I think you've put it perfectly. People can have their opinions on, on what global warming is and climate change. However, there is a change in the climate if we continue to fucking just destroy it. That's change. Doesn't matter if it's global warming's real or not. If you if there's plastic that's in the in the ocean, if there's spills of oil, you're changing the climate, if you're cutting down too many trees, if you if farming's not sustainable, you're doing damage.
0: Exactly, man. Like the waste in the Balinese waters, like in the most beautiful surfing spots. Like you're telling me you don't agree with that? Like just take the word climate change out of it and just be like, okay, I disagree with completely destroying the earth. So there's heaps of interesting parties though. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I've
1: been doing a big dig on it.
0: Darren Hinch's party is interesting.
1: Yeah, I've heard you talk about him before. It was it was funny. Um, Justice Party. Justice Party. The the first <laughs> the first thing I did when uh I was having a look at my obviously we're a we're a gambling heavy thing was have a look at the odds for the for the election. Oh yeah. That that scared the shit out of me. Really? Why? Tell me um how short price labor is to get in. Really?
0: How short yeah. price labor is? So,
1: so labor, what are we labor, talking? Labor's for the next sworn in government on sports bet labor is a dollar thirty three to get in.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is is you've uh you've got you've got um you've got a a liberal government that no one really gives a shit about. And they don't, I don't know.
1: I, uh, it's a problem with Australia. Once they, they get over something, they go, oh, you know, we need change. This is not good. And then they go, oh, fuck, what did we do? And we're just going through this back and forth swing with with parties because it's just no one's doing the job right. You know, we did have a lot of stability through the, even though certain things were done that were, were fucked up, we had a lot of stability in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and then it's just gone to just a back-and-forth tennis match, hasn't it? It has. It has. and even, And even between, it's like, oh, you're subbed out, you're off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: and you look at, like, yeah, the people that we're voting for—they just don't
1: inspire any sort of
0: any sort of passion or anything.
1: It's no. Nah. Well, this, this will scare you, being someone that lives in Queensland, that mm-hmm. the Queensland seats is Labor dollar dollar one. Oh,
0: definitely. Queensland's a massive Labor. I'd say Queensland's
1: probably a big one nation state as well. Yeah, well, they're twenty-one bucks. Where coalition's at eleven bucks. Is that mm. scary or what? Mm. It is.
0: Yeah, it is. But uh, I do think, and I hate to keep calling them the youth, but I do think the younger generations in this country are starting to see that this is a flawed process.
1: Yeah, and and it'll be interesting to see with. Certain areas, like you might have certain areas in Sydney, certain areas in Melbourne where it's like a heavily, I guess, youth-orientated Definitely. market to see which way they go and see who they gets these kind New- of seats.
0: Yeah, like Newtown and stuff was turned, is, is full green. Yeah. And that's right in the city, man. I can't see parts of hipster Melbourne not being full green. Yeah. Like, come on. I just can't see like so it's going to be interesting it's going to be really interesting and uh, yeah jump jump onto the pods and have a listen and
1: yeah see I'm looking you. For, I'm looking forward to listening to that just to to get a bit of insight especially with that flux party I think that would be a, a super interesting listen so if anyone yeah, wants hope, to hear some alternatives
0: I hope they're as interesting as the idea yeah so, mate, back to the sport, eh?
1: Yes. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Sport. Sorry, guys, for that. But it was—it's something that uh, you guys need to to think about. Unfortunately,
0: you do. And um, we have just come off the bells event.
1: We this certainly is what,
0: have. What an event!
1: Very wow. interesting
0: tell me your takeaways and tell me start off. Yeah. What did you think of the overall event and the surf and everything?
1: I think the overall event was, was good. I think the, the best one, I think judging, there are still some flaws with certain things in the judging, which we'll look into later. Mm -hmm. Um, That the chicks shouldn't be on equal money. No, I'm only kidding. Um, But I just—I gotta say, one event. If one event did highlight that, this event did. Yeah. So, and and this this was what was interesting. And I'm if you want to, and I don't want to go into this too much, but if it gets big and the girls can't surf it, like what the fuck? So, so in the
0: event. It got massive. Anyone yeah. that didn't watch it, it got proper huge. Uh, like possibly the biggest I've ever seen a surfing event held in uh, as far as height of
1: waves. Yeah, it was, oh. no, the, that Margs a few years ago, where I reckon it was bigger.
0: I reckon it was way bigger than that, mate.
1: Yeah, they, it was pretty solid. And it was very super, it wasn't perfect though, that's the thing. It, was super it wasn't super. perfect.
0: There was bomb sets out the back and, yeah, in no way was it
1: perfect. But uh, It was definitely scarier. It was scarier. It was, yeah.
0: yeah. So a lot of the guy surfers laid eggs and they just couldn't even surf it, um, which always happened in the later rounds of the event. So it sort of, if it happened in the earlier rounds of the event, it would have weeded out a lot of surfers. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so I've got a few points which I want to bring up with you, which I noted down during the event. Uh, I think we should start
1: with Kelly. Okay. And that was one that I wanted to talk about as well. So I'll let you go first. What, so I, what do you reckon? I,
0: I haven't thought – I haven't personally thought that Kelly has looked good since uh, leaving his Merrick boards. Um. I just haven't thought his surfing has ever looked the same since stopping surfing on Merix, which is a long time now. Uh, But, yeah, I just haven't. I feel like he's just – his surfing's deteriorated. That said as well, he looked really old out there. Yeah. Uh, He surfed possibly the worst. I mean, the fact that he got through to a quarter final – I'm shocked. Um, He surfed incredibly bad and for him. uh, And, yeah, I just didn't really feel like he – I just feel like he's fallen out and this should be his last year and it probably will be his last year. I don't think he's going to
1: make the Olympics, sadly. No. It was very interesting that you bring this up because especially going on with the – the change of boards, I think this, after his foot injury coming back, now you, you can really see that he's well behind. Like he's not, he doesn't even compare to the, to the other no, surfers no. in regards to what's going on when it's high performance stuff. Like, okay. If it's, if it's chopes, it's barreling, if it's something like that where he can just get away with being a, ridiculous tube rider, which he'll always be, Mm. he can hold his own. But in waves where there's – he just doesn't look like he's there. I don't know. Yeah, I reckon the boards that he's riding are are exciting for him, but they're not doing anything for his surfing.
0: No, they're not. Uh, And I'm sure he's hearing that because Kelly's not an idiot and he gets – he hears a lot of – he hears a lot of – like he's a – he's a student of surfing and he listens to everything. So I'm sure he's hearing that, uh, his boards are looking shit. So it's bad. It's sad because I think he's, I think he's in a bad way. But, um, at one point, I think I texted you, old Potts wanted to, <laughs> wanted a rematch from Kelly and uh, brought up the fact that uh, his Pots has got a new board under his feet and he thinks he can have it once a rematch in a veterans, one of those veterans heats with Kelly. I've got to say, the legend of Martin Potter has blown out so badly that someone's got to pull him down, eh? It's Potts,
1: mate. He, he gets run of the mic.
0: I just don't understand how this guy is talking so much game. Yeah. I get he was good, but fuck, who gives a shit, really? Yeah. And he uses those terms over and over again, like, oh, the best man win and won and, uh, you know, it was a two-horse race with uh, the finish line coming close. That's all he says is those things. And I'm just so sick of listening to him.
1: So yeah. So I think I sent you a text as well of um, what's going on in the commentators' booth. So it oh. seems that it seems that in their contracts that the surfers now have to—I don't know if it's when they get knocked out that they've got to stick around and give some time to the commentary booth because they're not getting enough time on in surfing. Yeah. What else do you did think? That. Oh, which part? Oh, yeah, and that, okay, yeah, so I'll go into that a little bit further, that the majority of them can't fucking string a sentence together.
0: (laughs) They cannot. The majority of them cannot string a fucking sentence together. And then what they do is put these people in the commentary team. Mm. Right right now, the only person I can really listen to, and how Joe Chappelle deals with listening to Martin Potter, talk about yeah. his fucking glory days and how good he is for the whole of a broadcast, which which literally lasts days on end of this guy talking himself up. Um, how Joey Tappel deals with that, it baffles me, but pretty much Joey Tapell is the only one I can deal with at the moment in that. Yeah. Pete Mel has gone up a bit in my... Um, in my ranking because he's been calling bullshit on some of the judges more. At least okay. he says what he thinks. So Pete Mel called bullshit a few times on Owen Wright getting scores for backhand turns. And it happened at the D-bar event and it happened again, the exact same shit. Um, yeah, it, it seems to be a common thing uh, at the moment with uh, Owen Wright getting overscored. I don't know what's going on with it.
1: Yeah, well, that's why we kind of put him in our picks. And he he got, he got a fair way through just doing the same turns because they just like that, I guess, that vertical. They're still in two minds of of how they're scoring. Yeah. Like that, back, that backhand vertical on on right point breaks just scores.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yes.
1: And I, I don't know because we don't have – have we're not surfing any left points that they can go the other way with it Mm. so it just seems to be just uh due to the waves that's how their scoring system's done yeah so so
0: he had a heat of the round in the round of 16 i've just brought it up because i was trying to remember it because it needs to be brought up because it happened in uh Bar in two on two heats his first wave, the judges gave him an 8.17 for a couple of backhand turns, which just were ugly and shit. Um and then John John sort of had to crawl back from there and just throw everything at the heat, which was lucky because he made it and he got through it. Uh I I I'm I'm a bit um yeah, it's it's not the sort of surfing I want to see. So yeah, we'll see how that continues and whether he keeps on getting overscored.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think there's as much variety. And it was good to see when you had a look at what Owen was doing then you had a look at what uh, Ryan Callanan was doing. Oh, totally different. Yeah. So how, 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 how would they score those two in a heat against each other? Yeah. Do, do they need to go in there and get some um, calibration?
0: Mate, they need to do something because Ryan Cullen and ripped the bag out of this event. He went up massively. You were on him at the start of the yeah. year. I wasn't. I was not too sure, but oh my god, he he absolutely rips.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we let we we left him out of our, our picks for that one. And look, he, he didn't win it, so nothing nothing lost. But it just goes to highlight that he's he'll probably contend in a few events this year definitely definitely
0: uh yeah look out for him he's and in big waves he looks very comfortable just going up there and you know throwing the tail and shoes yeah
1: having a crack yeah Yeah. so next one i wanted to bring up and and i'd say this is probably on your list but the interference oh yeah yeah what's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on that
0: It was... I get it, and I get uh, that it was an interference, according to... um, The rules. The rules. But, honestly, that shit ruined surfing. You've got the most exciting... um, The most exciting surfer, uh, Italo, out there in a heat against Geordie. Geordie's not surfing that well, I don't think, throughout the whole event. And uh to ruin it by something like that. And you know
1: what? His wake wasn't in the way either. Not there was nothing that affected anything Geordie did on no. that wave. And that then Geordie George came in him. and
0: acted like, oh, like he felt bad for Italo and sort of like he didn't mean to cause the interference, like to push the envelope. Geordie hundred percent did. Of course
1: he did. Yeah, he, like he, Geord- put, he played in and, and look, it's if there's rules you play into it because it's it's competition. You, he's he's yeah. in his right to do it, but the rules shouldn't be there in the first place to allow that kind of thing. There should be some kind of, okay, fair enough if he directly impeded Geordie and Geordie couldn't get to his feet and ride the wave. There was nothing that that did anything to Geordie's scoring potential on that way, and that's how it needs to be looked at.
0: Exactly.
1: So I think that's, they need to have a look at that. Otherwise, people will start playing that, and oh. you don't want to. Be, you don't want to start something that this is going to happen. And yeah, it does my head in that. That they're, they're, they're trying to be. They don't want to be golf and have a fucking rules book that's fucking 150 pages thick. I they need to have some common sense in it. It sucks because
0: italo just was. Throwing everything at that final. He was taking off on every bomb. He was hitting every end section where Geordie wasn't. He was doing the pretend hit. Geordie was doing it like hitting it before it was really throwing at the end section and then claiming. And then claiming. Um, and, and, uh, oh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting event. One of the funnest events I've watched, to be honest. It was crazy. Yeah. This just the size of the surf and, um, yeah, I hope. I hope when they get back to Margie's because Margie's can be extremely boring.
1: I hope Margie's is huge. Yeah, so do I. I really hope it's big and you get to see like proper surfing. Yeah, exactly. Because it's because it, kinda... it
0: showed this whole thing showed that John, John, and Gabriel are fucking light years ahead of everyone.
1: Yeah. Uh, Italo, and Italo's nipping nipping at their heels.
0: Italo's very close. Felipe is around where Italo is. Yeah. Um, but no one else is even close.
1: Yeah, it really shows that. Huh? And you can and this goes back to talking about Kelly. You can't see Kelly winning again with those guys in it
0: only thing I can see Kelly winning is what you mentioned uh, a few pods ago is something big and barreling. Yeah. Where there's no turns. So Tahiti possibly. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I don't know. It, uh, mm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting event. Um, I thought it was really good. And we got completely smashed on our bets.
1: Um, Yeah, I think I think with the bets though, I think we were pretty close to the money. I think we got a little bit hurt by the round at Winky Pop.
0: Oh, we got hurt by that. We got hurt by the changes in the size of the swell. Like, yeah,
1: but but we we were wanting that. Like, yeah, but we but we wanted that change in, in the surf. But we lost a few of the our guys that I think could have handled that surf. Yeah. In that in that round at Winky Pop when it was small and they just look like they're over it. They're like, oh, okay. we were surfing two to three foot waves when we could be waiting for this swell. Like they yeah, waited took- so long and then they should have just yeah. run the whole the whole chicks comp and got that out of the way, got their heats done and then waited for the big stuff for the boys.
0: Talking about guys uh, losing their mind, how was the um the heats where like Jared Jeremy Flores had to run up and get his spare board, and uh, it didn't have a backup board ready. And Owen Wright didn't have wax on his board. And you, mate, you mentioned we had a chat saying we don't believe these coaches are worth their um worth their money or worth their time. And to be honest, I think this event really showed the truth of that and yeah. really brought shined out like these like, like basic shit like um having your board waxed up or whatever else like that, I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, it, it really, this this event got chaotic.
1: Yeah, and, and again, it's like, I just, there, there was an article that came out a little, that you sent me through about this and mm. these coaches are just their, The it was another thing, it's the same with the commentators getting the, getting put into where they are because they're ex-professional surfers it's like a little little club that's just keeping everyone around to to make sure because that what else are they going to do
0: yeah gotta say it's a pretty um it's a pretty shit i just don't want to rip on it too hard uh but it's not like basketball like or any of these other sports, or AFL, where they've got the top, the old top athletes coming in. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're, yeah, i Pete Mel, big wave champ or whatever they talk about. Yeah, cool. Martin Potter can hardly string a sentence together. Um, I feel like they could definitely have better people. uh, Yeah,
1: I I think there's people that even the, well, I, I think it's not that long ago.
0: Exactly, mate. Like, put Mick in there.
1: Yeah, bit of bit of relevance.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the whole thing is—is is I just don't think ah these. I think it's impacting the growth of actually the telecast. Having guys like Potts, who really is out of his depth, um commentating and 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 being. And I know he's done it for a long time, and yeah, whatever else. I just don't think he's. I don't think he's got it. Luke Egan. Like I know you love Luke Egan but did you he's oh, not
1: was, he, he's not he's not good in the booth. Like put him in, like on the sand doing like an interview like that Rosie does let him look pretty and do a little bit but I don't think on a whole
0: on a whole come on. I mean there was a, a friend of the show Rob was over and we were watching um the final day and there, there was a point where we were like oh Luke Egan just got fired live on air. <laughs> he, 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 I know it's a tough job, but like I don't think that they're fielding that their, their staff or however that's set up very well.
1: Yeah, they well you think of who used to commentate, like who who was there, even though I guess Sam They had
0: uh, Sean Doherty, did Sean Doherty commentate Yeah, Sean
1: Doherty did. And he was Yeah, he, he was, was amazing. Yeah, he was on the money, he was on the polls.
0: Okay, he was incredible. So they got rid of him, and then they had a whole good crew back in the day.
1: So, so Sal was on there, huh?
0: Sal Masakela was on there for a little yeah. bit.
1: Yeah, uh, he was good because he's entertaining, an entertaining person. Well, he's more professional than yeah. Not just more professional; he's just got more experience. He's done, you know,
0: everything like yeah, in, in sort of this type of sport, like the alternate sport world. He's commentated on everything. Why they don't – you know, maybe they've reached out to him. But Sean Doherty, I know he got the flick. Um, yeah, it's – it makes it very hard to listen to and watch. No one's saying it, though. Like, Stab don't doesn't say anything. Surfer magazine doesn't say anything, like – it's that age-old thing which we keep on saying. Like, it's a great product. Like, sp- surfing is a, is a really cool product and it is a great
1: product, but they're tied to some weird people at the moment. Yeah. yeah there's the, the corporate dollar that's come in and whoever's supporting them behind the scenes is not who you want to have in charge. It's, it's the same thing with when Billabong and Quicksilver became – corporations shit was good to start with but look what happened you, yeah. when you got people that don't have any they don't care about the the surfing or the surfers that just care about the bottom line and this is what's happening with WSL and you, you can see that it's been happening even over the last few events then you've got some issues when it's just about the bottom dollar and it's, it's a business and not run by the right people. It's, yeah, it's hard. Mm. It is yeah. hard. What else did you have on your list about there?
0: Um, That's pretty much it. Um, sorry, I'm just sort of deep diving into who that old commentary team was.
1: Okay. And while you're doing that, I'll start uh, having a look at the the fantasy for
0: Yeah, I got my fantasy ready for Bali. Uh, Because I'm just trying to... Also,
1: look. I don't mind Strider out there, but... I like Strider. I think Strider's got got a little bit of... He's entertaining, at least.
0: Yeah. Why don't they get back Sean Doherty? Something must have happened there.
1: Yeah.
0: Because you know how a couple of um, commentators got fired... Uh, for criticizing the judging,
1: uh, okay. So that's what it
0: was. Do you remember that? I don't serve commentators get fired for get fired. Oh, you know who they used to have who I thought was really good. Um, that American guy does a lot of stuff for vans.
1: You know? You yeah. know who? I know who you're talking about. Who is it? Fuck. short sort of guy. Yeah. I he does heaps of
0: skating, uh, commentating as well. What's his name, man? I, I'm trying to think of it. Vans Commentator Surfing. Geez, the the listeners are going to be loving this. Yeah, I reckon a lot of the listeners are going to be um... Chris Cote.
1: Okay, yeah, I love myself a bit of him. So mm-hmm. I think he's uh, yeah, I think he still does like the Triple Crown and stuff. Yeah, with Van. Yeah, he
0: still does the Triple Crown, but no no WSL stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: So they had Chris Cote, Sean Doherty. See, they're like, and he, I'm pretty sure he ran Trans World. He was an editor. Okay, so he was the editor of Transworld and then you got Sean Doherty who I'm pretty sure is like the editor of Surfing Magazine. I don't know. Fucking know. They're the people that you want talking about this shit. Yeah. Like that's who I want. Chuck him with Joey and uh, old, uh, I guess, Ronnie. Um, Ronnie doesn't say what he fucking thinks enough.
1: Yeah. And he does when he does his, his other show, that. Whatever that show he's got, with was he his at a brother?
0: Show? Yeah. Oh, is it? Ain't that swell? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. swell. Uh, whatever it is. It's. it's it. They they go. I think his brother would be good to have in there his Ah, uh, bit... his brother's epic. Yeah,
0: he's in um, that. Uh, what's his brother's name? He's in Goons of Doom, isn't he? As well. Is he
1: really? I didn't realise he was in Goons of Doom. Maybe. I think so. Yeah, he's um, his brother's. Va- Vaughn, Blake, Vaughn, yeah, yeah, get get fucking Vaughn in there. Mate,
0: I, I'm not. I just, uh, yeah, the current. I guess those guys are a bit loose. All of those guys, like Chris Cote and um, Sean Doherty isn't. But um, like bring those guys in, and you got to and maybe Sal, and you got a way more professional product, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's just. I think that they're putting in these guys that are the. The jocks.
0: Exactly. Egan looks polished and, you know, all that sort of shit, but no one, no surfers want, like, I love Luke Egan. He's really good and he's great, but, ah, come on. Come on. Fantasy surfer. I'm at the top of the league at the moment. Yeah, you're doing well. What's going on? I think I'm pretty much, well, I'm actually putting time into it this year.
1: You were putting time until last year, but you just shit at it. Nah,
0: last year I wasn't. Last year I just after my first year win, uh, after winning the tournament, I realised that I didn't really, um, you know, I just thought, where do you go? You go down after you win. So yeah, and, um, I'm back on it this year. I've got a great team. Uh, they're all up in value. I'm seeing green, 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 green everywhere.
1: Uh, what you like to see as well? Yeah, I, I I missed the first one. I was a bit off. I guess the same thing, you know, after winning last year. <laughs> um, but I missed it. I was just, I guess, I was on holidays and stuff, and I just kind of didn't get my shit together. I threw a threw a team together for for bells, which was very subpar because I just threw in two people that didn't even compete. Yeah, which this happens when you don't. When you're trying to do it with ten minutes just to get a team in, uh, but I think I think my team for for Bali is looking fucking delicious.
0: Uh, I bet it is. Now, before we jump on your team um, and you can go through your team first, I just want to say something that's glaring at me on Fantasy Surfer. Old John John sitting at eight million still.
1: Yeah, well, he's only. I got him for six, and I was. I late got him to the for party. four point five. Shit. So, Thank
0: you, uh, injuries. Injuries. So, look, why don't you run through your team? And this is fantasy. As we've said in the past, this isn't for gambling. So, sorry, uh, listeners that are, are not into this, but we've got a big uh, listener base that loves a, a bit of fantasy action. So, um, without further ado, and just be mindful that Bennett, as mentioned, did miss the first event. So, some of his picks, you know, and team could be structured a bit differently. But... Yeah, go for
1: it, man. Yeah, so I, I've got John, John 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 staying in there. Of um, course. Can't not um, reluctantly. I've put in the grandfather of surfing
0: oh.
1: um, just because of his price. He just fits in well, just to he fits in well. And he's I got him at three and a half thousand or three and a half million. Do you think he's injured? He is injured, but yeah, his his foot's still fucked.
0: How much do you think that is coming into
1: um, play with his actual surfing? Yeah, I think it is. I think confidence-wise, like he's not those like like you are him bail out of a lot of t- like final turns and stuff. Yeah, um, but just for that, if it gets. To be like sick waves for that price, you just can't not have him in there.
0: Uh, Ah, 3.5 million. I've got Kelly in there as well.
1: Yeah. Um, my next one, and this is again a no brainer because he won last time in at Karamas, is Italo. Mm. So I think if it's anything in the four to six range, him and the other guy right next to him, Toledo. Pretty hard to, they're going to be hard to beat when it's high performance waves where it's barreling and then there's air sections. Definitely. Um, and then I've put in who I liked from from the start, Ryan Callinan.
0: Ah, oh, um, cow. I'm I'm f- I'm feeling Ryan Callinan, and actually I had a mate who is mates with him, and he's had a. Horror a couple of years as well, which I didn't know about. It sort of adds to the story. Yeah. Yeah. Loving myself a bit darker.
1: Yeah, I reckon he'll do some damage out there because he, he's got the whole – he's a new school surfer. He's, he can turn – his airs are ridiculous as well. Yeah. Um And then I've gone – I've gone a bit – Just on dark. that. Yeah. Just on that.
0: Don't you love it? I don't know if you've listened to his interview after his beating of Kelly Slater in the heat and how he said, I just got out there out the back and I just, uh, I think his words were like, I just enjoyed the moment. I was yeah. like, I'm out at Bells competing with Kelly Slater and he had to get in his mind back in place to actually um,
1: get yes. that competitive headspace. I mean, hearing that is what I want to hear exactly he's 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 in the moment he said that i listened to that and he said hell's bells is blaring and he just had to reset and he reset really well mind you kelly didn't offer too much but he surfed incredible in that heat he basically could have
0: gone up against uh my father-in-law who's
1: 77 out there (laughs) but yeah okay moving on the next guy that i've got in here um these are I guess my little wild cards, and I've got uh, our friend Yogurt. No, I've got there. Yogurt.
0: I've been riding uh, Yogurt hard. He's going to have to start turning something around.
1: I think he would have cried out there at the uh, on the last few days. Yeah, he probably would have. I think a lot of those Brazilians would have. <laughs> um, and then I've got two Aussies in the mix there. I've got Solly in there. Um, okay. Because I think, I think again at that price, um, these are kind of these last ones are kind of fitting into my what remaining budget that I had left because I I've, I've tapped out at the cap. I've got zero available after this. But you filled um, your team, right? You got eight. I got eight. Good. Who's your alternate? Uh, I haven't got the alternate in there just yet because there's only two options, and it's I'm gonna have to go. Jesse Mendez. Yeah, I got Jesse
0: as mine. So very similar team with me. Yep. But being mindful that I've, um, you know, put my team together from. Um, uh,
1: from day dot. From day dot. So i got Jack Freestone. Oh, I've got him as well. He's my last Aussie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Who? Oh, God, I just want him to perform. Do you think Do you think Jack's just like, I'm killing it in life. I've got a line of Blanchard that I'm married to. I think that's
1: exactly what I was thinking, yes. I and think he's, he's a bit complacent? Um,
0: yeah, I just... He needs a divorce know. or something. I don't want to wish a divorce on anyone, but I reckon because he's, he's pretty much got
1: it made. Yeah. He, he just need, he just needs a result. I think it's just someone like that. He just needs okay. So a few good heats. He he did well a few years ago in Brazil, and then he got beaten by John in the final. But he's, I think, for him, he just needs good waves and just to get a bit of a bit of a rhythm going. And yeah. he's he surfs. You saw the footage of him. I guess it's probably got a lot of people um, liking him. Was how he was surfing. Before the event, when that swell hit, everyone was frothing on him. He was getting good waves. But I, I think it's just another person that doesn't really fit the mold of a competitive surfer. Just let him surf. He just needs to get away from trying to do what the judges want to do and just surf how he normally surfs.
0: I reckon you're pretty much right. I reckon he could end up – but because he grew up on in that Goldie sort of uh, – you know, that Goldie setup where, you know, you got Parko and Fanning and all those guys going the full professional route. I think it's been Yeah, I think he's probably
1: just sort of fallen into that mold. Yeah, and I th- I would definitely say that it has something to do with his sponsors.
0: Yeah, exactly. But mind you his sponsors are supported uh Rasta for years not not um not
1: doing comps. Yeah, that's true. Um but, but he's not but a Rasta. Where's, where's Rasta now?
0: Rasta's uh Rasta's killed it, dude. Yeah. Rasta's with um Patagonia, I think. Okay. And he's not as good as Rasta. No. Nah. At the moment, like yeah. as far as
1: um you know. He's yeah. got. A I, would, go. I would love. I would love to see some some raster clips, but you don't really see too much anymore.
0: Oh, but every time he drops one, they're incredible. He's writing these boards by um, fuck, what's his name, Northern New South Wales, does all these uh, crazy sort of geometric designs on them. Okay, and a friend of the show, Scotty, is getting one. Anyway. Uh, so I've got Jack Freestone. Yeah, he needs to get a bit of fight to him in the comp. Yeah, I don't know. He
1: needs to want it. I probably wouldn't want it either if I was him. Oh, I'd be um, fucking. If you had the choice, I uh, come back. To come back to our little uh, villa. <laughs> fucking, you'd be throwing heats left, right, and centre, wouldn't you? Exactly.
0: Um, no question. Uh, <laughs> Felipe Toledo, I've got. Uh, yeah, he's going to destroy Bali. Uh, I reckon he gets too over antsy in surf like that, where it's so good for him that he just, um, yeah, it's too much. I got John John. I got Italo. I got Kolohe. I got Kelly. I got Yogurt, Yogurt Dora, Yagodora, and Griffin, who Griffin, okay. might be, Griffin might be out.
1: Yeah, well, I had Griffin in there. I had Griffin and um, and Seabass in for Bells, not knowing that I think Seabass was having a kid or something. And, um, yeah. So and Griffin's injured.
0: Yeah, Griffin won't be back, I'm guessing. So I've got to move Griffin out. But that's basically my team, which solid fucking team, let's be honest. Yeah. And my alternate is Jesse Mendez, who I think rips. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I guess we'll – There's no odds or anything out. I had a bit of a look. I don't know if you found any odds for. No, there's no odds for Karamas, yeah. um, Just off the bat without seeing any odds. who's Is it Karamas or is it. Yeah, Karamas, Karamas. No,
0: but is it at,
1: it's not at. No, no, it's at Karamas. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's not at all. The only reason it was there last year is because half the Brazilians got too scared of sharks at (laughs) WA. I just know you love the Brazilian so I just like I do love the Brazilians.
0: You just... I don't yeah,
1: I don't know. I should say uh, half the half the tour. That's probably more. So
0: more Italo correct. won this event last year. Yeah. So
1: interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. There's gotta be some, I think we might see some surfing from some of these new brazilians oh,
0: that, that
1: that that will be interesting to see how they go in this a little um, bit of david silver yeah I, I just haven't i just haven't seen them surf like in in like good waves like this um, if it gets david good that silver, is but normally Edison,
0: is. Crisanto, um, all these guys good michael rodriguez he says well all these guys could light it up.
1: Yeah. Um, Seth Moniz could surf really well in this as well.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, it's going to be – I reckon this is going to be one of the harder ones when it's – if it's in that four-foot range. Look, everyone might look at our tips and we didn't do too well at Bells, but you've got to remember when we're tipping- uh, We lost our
0: 500, so we're probably back to 2,500. I haven't done the yeah. numbers, but –
1: Back down to two thousand
0: five hundred, so we're still up.
1: But we're not going for those short odds. We're looking for a little bit of value. So just, yeah, it will you know, happen from time to time.
0: Yeah, we're looking for big wins, and um, so we don't want John John to take it. And I don't think John John will win Karamas. I think yeah, mind you, like Italo and all that. It's going to be very yeah. It's going to be very um, you know. J-Bay, uh oh J-Bay, I mean Margaret River and stuff like Bells and that, they're open to anyone winning. Yeah. But when you got like a perfect wave, there's really a handful of people that I think
1: could win. Yeah. You could pretty much pick six of your, let's say, six of the quarterfinalists. You could pretty much say, okay, John, Italo, Felipe, Gabby, and then throw two others in. The, yeah, there's four, there's probably four of your quarters.
0: Yeah, but the problem is, is the way John, John, and Gabby surfed in that bells event just makes me think they're untouchable. Mm. Interesting. So with,
1: interesting camera. with the seedings.
0: Yeah, I didn't look too much into that. How's that yeah, working?
1: I'm not exactly sure, but like the, it's it's seeded every every round. It looks like re kind of. re at certain points, sorry. Um, I don't think every round because I think once they get into the, the finals, it just goes bracket through. But, yeah, they do get re which is good. And I, I don't know how that's done, whether it's done on their scores or, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. But, Interesting. But I'll throw, I'll throw Ryan Callinan in there that I reckon he – could do some serious damage here. Even though
0: it's not big?
1: Even big though it's not it. big, I reckon he'll – I reckon that's the one. That's the the sneaky one to get in and take this one. Yeah. Um, but we are going to wait until we get the odds. This is just our, our feelers. If anyone else has some thoughts on who they think they're going to win and why, let us know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Definitely, and we should just touch on – a little bit on
0: um, the NBA Finals, uh, which are continuing. Yes.
1: So first first few games have been played in this next round.
0: Yeah, and we've got dramas everywhere. So right now we've got the Warriors versus the Rockets, which is arguably the most anticipated series of the two top teams, you could say, in the league. Uh, crazy game one. A lot of complaining that fouls weren't called and a lot of of arguing. A lot of fouls weren't called in that game. Um, Chris Paul in particular felt like he was fouled a lot. But Chris Paul is the biggest whinger in the whole National Basketball Association. So uh, we're going to see this throughout the whole... um, Series, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there,
1: yeah. And I I guess doing that now, they're just trying to put some light on it. So maybe the next one, they will be a lot more will be called, and it's they're playing a game as well,
0: yeah, exactly. And Toronto have come out and picked, um, and have taken uh, a win over our Reed Pob the Philadelphia 76ers. But I think Philly will come back and,
1: yeah. And but Kawhi played exceptionally.
0: Yeah, I mean, Kawhi is, Kawhi is the, the one of the best players in the league. So, yeah, yeah, it's all happening there, and uh, it's getting it's getting to the pointy, and it's this is this is going to be really interesting to see what happens here.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll get another pot in and and do a bit of a recap. We've got quite a bit coming up because we do have. The U.S. Open coming up in a couple of weeks as well. Oh, um, and we're going to go hard on that. We're going to go hard on that. Um, I've already had a quick look at some of the odds. Tiger's in at 10 bucks as, as a favourite. Um, still has a – yeah, there's some good bets in there because Tiger's come in so strong. He hasn't played He hasn't played since, and they reckon that he's just on cloud nine. Um, and
0: Tiger's cloud nine is a lot of fun. A, a lot, lot of fun.
1: Odd. Yes, but he hasn't and crashed what, any
0: what, cars yet. And what the best thing is is with um, you know, Tiger getting that the better odds is it blows out the rest of the field sometimes.
1: Exactly, and that's it's, exactly what it's done.
0: Which I love. I love that. It's that's that's what you call an opportunity.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's the best thing for a, for a punter to see yeah. because you can't. you Tiger wins it. Everyone's happy. You're happy to lose money if Tiger wins it. Very happy. Yeah. Oh, on another note, he just announced that he's coming to the Land of the Rising Sun in October.
0: Oh, wow. What for?
1: For it to play in a tournament, so I'm going to that for sure. Oh, my gosh.
0: October. Jeez, it'd be great for me to get over there. But I reckon that would be the most expensive thing to ever go to.
1: Um, It's in Chiba. I don't think so. The, I think the tickets would be pretty reasonable um, because it's on a golf course. There's... There's so many tickets so I'd probably I'd probably try to go for the for the Thursday Friday and just watch his first two rounds because you just don't know what will happen will he make the cart ninety yeah, nine percent will but you'd hate to go on the weekend and something happening he didn't play on the weekend um, Shit. and with everyone working but yeah I'm hoping to hopefully get hooked up some tickets.
0: Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, Yeah, I'm reading a bit into Tiger's uh, disbelief over his win and he said he's just been doing the school run and just relaxing and getting away from it all. I'm just going to read into that a little bit and that tells me of someone that's trying to keep a lid on it. Yeah. And, oh, God, that's a hard thing to do and it usually only lasts so long.
1: Or or it's or you can look at it the other way and go oh shit this this maybe he's just that confidence has just come back to a whole other level and he could just be on a charge again.
0: I, I feel like this was the last thing he needed to do. So I don't know no, he, he's
1: got to he's got to he's got to chase the his uh, Jack's record. That's now he's gone. Okay, that's achievable. I've done it once. But how many does he need to do? I think he needs to get three more. Oh shit! Three, three more majors, which is totally fine. He's only forty. He's only forty-three, huh? Isn't that scary? Forty-three? Huh? Is Are
0: you serious?
1: Yeah. He's totally... That's
0: crazy. Forty-three. Yeah. yeah, he could smash it.
1: Yeah. We when you think about it, that what you're thirty-five. He's only recently thirty-six. Recently thirty-six. Shit. So he's only. Fucking seven, yeah. <laughs> that just means I'm I'm gonna be I didn't know how old I was, so I'm just trying to work oh, it out. Oh,
0: I'm feeling very old. Very old.
1: Yeah, so he, he's still he's not that old. We just think that he's so much older.
0: Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's can definitely do it. Definitely. All
1: right, well, thanks right, for man.
0: listening, everyone. Uh subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Um and share the podcast with your friends
1: yeah go have a listen to the I'm gonna be definitely having a listen to the to the Brass Monkey tearing apart the Australian Federal Election and listening to what this Flux Party has to offer get on that interesting to see Um, yeah it's gonna be interesting to listen to so I want you Brass Monkey I want you to come with the fucking hard hitting questions Mark I will I will I I want you to be deep ones yeah I want you to be yeah yeah, just really pushing up, full Tracy
0: Grimshaw style. Please do it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks, Bennett. Have a great, um, great time over there in Japan, and we will catch up soon. All
1: right, thanks, guys. Gotcha. You.